Welcome back to The Flowering Compass, a teen's journey to self-discovery. My name is Maddie Seal, and today on the show we have Zion. Zion is a rising freshman who skipped second grade. She has gone to seven different schools, including homeschool, and lived in three different states. She loves talking and learning about politics, and she is not afraid to stand up for what she believes in. Zion also hopes to become a better basketball player in the future. Welcome to the show, Zion. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And I would love to talk to you um, a little bit about kind of standing up for what you believe in, because you are very strong. And what I mean by that is you're very willing and you're just not afraid to stand up for what you believe in and speak your mind, which I think is a great skill to have. So what advice would you give to someone who, you know, feels a little timid about saying what they believe? Well, it's okay to be shy about standing up for what you believe in, because everyone is a little scared to be judged for what you think. But in the end, you just got to you just got to forget what everyone else thinks because all that matters is you and what you think about yourself, because what you think about yourself is true and what you believe is the most important thing. Yeah. Have so, you ever, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had a hard time kind of standing up for what you believe in? Yeah. Sometimes people will be like, especially like in the beginning of middle school, like sixth grade, I was kind of shy because I didn't really know anyone. So I was kind of like nervous to like, you know, stick up for like my views on politics or whatever when we would talk about it in class because I wouldn't want people to not want to be my friend because I had a different political view than them. But then I started realizing that I would be much, my friends, sorry, (laughs) like the friends that I would have would be a lot better to me if we agreed on more things. So like if, if we, if I found someone that didn't agree with me on like anything, it wouldn't, we wouldn't have as good of a friendship because we would always be arguing. So it's good to speak your mind so that people can find the things that they like about you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, And at the same time, I also think that it's okay to differ on some things and not to have the exact same opinions. Yeah. Cause then you can have healthy conversations and see both sides. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's important to see, you know, a different perspective from yours or else you're always in an echo chamber. People are like, yeah, 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 we agree with you. And it's good to say, well, I agree with you on some things, but I don't agree with you on other things. And like you said, have a yeah. healthy conversation. And I would love to talk to you about school because you've been to seven, seven different schools, which is a lot of schools. Do you yeah. like school? I do really like school. Um, it's, it's hard to start new schools, but uh, I I just really love learning. So, and that's the main point of school. I mean, it's always good to have friends. So that, that part's hard, but I really love learning and like doing projects. So, yeah. What's your favorite part about school? Um, well, I like when the teachers assign us really fun group projects to do with other people. And I also like learning with other people around us, which is one of the hard things about right now during COVID. Like you can't learn with other people, but I, I really love learning with other people because you can help them and then they can help you. And you can also like learn from everyone, not just the teacher. So I think that's a really cool aspect of public school, like school. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun to be able to collaborate with your peers on school projects and that kind of thing. Um, 
And have you always liked school or was there a moment where you were like, wow, I, for whatever reason, I just really like school now? No, I've always um, liked school. The only time when I was like, mm, this isn't like the best thing in the world was when I was homeschooled because it's just, I, I really like people. So it was kind of hard to just be like by myself and with my sister all day, which is kind of like now. <laughs> so, but I, all the other times I've loved learning and seeing people. So, yeah. Was there a reason for you homeschooling that one time? Um, so we were living with my grandma because my dad had just gotten fired for some stupid reason. And so we were all living there because we didn't have enough money to stay in a house. So we were at my grandma and grandpa's house and we were, we had been living there for a few months. So they just decided to homeschool us because there wasn't very many good schools around and they wanted us to like, they wanted it to be easier for us so we didn't have to like go to a completely new school yeah for sure and do you ever feel any like pressure or stress about school yeah especially before finals I always get like kind of nervous because I want to do good and like make my parents proud and make myself proud so I always get like jittery before them also I get really stressed if like I do bad on like one thing that was like really hard, but I put a lot of pressure on myself to do good. So if I don't, or I think I don't, then I get super stressed and I'm like, what if my grade doesn't go up? And what if my grade for the school, like the semester is a really low grade, which luckily I, because I push myself, I get to a good grade, but sometimes that's not healthy because I push myself too much so it's good to have a good balance which I could probably work on a little yeah so a lot of the kind of stress and pressure comes in from like internal not external correct yeah yeah and have you ever experienced any sorts of peer pressure Mm, not really like I found really good friends um so I've, they don't really pressure me into anything. I mean, unless you count someone telling you to try bubble tea for the first time. I don't really, I can't really, or like telling you to like listen to a new song. But those things have helped me. So I can't really think of any times that I've felt peer pressure. I think it, if, if you're feeling like if people are pressuring you to do something, doing something, then you don't want to then maybe they're not like the best friends for you because like they shouldn't be forcing you to do something you don't want to do so it's good to find good friends that won't do that to you yeah friends that respect your boundaries and are aware that you know exactly they say no they say no and I'm not going to pressure them to do anything you know other than that exactly and how do you deal with you know the stress of school do you is there like maybe you read or just like relax or is there a way for you to just kind of de-stress at the end of the day after a hard test? Yeah. So after a hard test, I'm, I just think to myself like, okay, it's over and you can't control anything that happens after this point. So just let it go. And like when I'm home, um, I'll like watch a movie or a show on my bed and just like find a blanket or something. Cause that's really relaxing to me. 
And it helps me forget about stuff because you're paying attention to what you're watching instead of what just happened. And so that really helps me. And I also really like spending time with my family and like having movie night with them or just having dinner with them and like talking about how the test went and like telling them like, I don't know if I did so well because they're very understanding and I love my parents for that. And another thing that I like to do is um, pray <laughs> to, to God because like it really helps me like just like filter everything out and be like, okay, that's over and I can just trust in him now and it'll all go away eventually. Yeah, and I, I really enjoy kind of movie nights with my family. It's just after, you know, something that was really like high stress where I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's just like just letting it all go and just kind of breathing. Exactly, yeah. And so you kind of talked about this a little, but I'd love to go a little more into detail. What was kind of the effect of like switching school so many times? Well, I kind of learned how to make friends like faster, which like is really good to find friends in the beginning of school so that you can figure out where to go. But it's also hard because you make friends and then you realize that there's someone else that you might want to be better friends with. And then you have to like move like from that friend to this friend, but also keep that friend. So it's kind of a weird dynamic, but it's really I, at, at this school that I just came to, um, when I just moved from Arizona to Pittsburgh, I had a really hard time finding friends because the school that I went to was like really clicky. Um, so like there was like a lot of groups of different people and there, they, none of them were like really mixed at all. So I had, a, it was like really hard to find friends because you're like, which, which group of people do I join? So it depends on what school I was going to, but usually I had a pretty easy time finding friends, but I got a lot better at finding friends through the years. And I eventually found some good friends at the school that I'm going to now. So I guess, and another hard thing was adjusting to teachers because every time I moved schools, well, most of the time when I moved schools, I would go in the middle of the year. So it was hard adjusting to teachers and people had already found their friends that they wanted to keep. So you had to adjust to school and like learning how teachers uh, react to different things. And you had to learn like the different groups of people and which ones you would want to join and which ones you relate to the most. And so there's all these different like dynamics to it. So that made it hard, especially maybe in the middle of the year, like I said, but I eventually got through it and COVID didn't make it easier, but I think that just teaches you way more things. Cause like all, all the hard things that come go into your life, just teach you more and make you who you're supposed to be in the end. So. Yeah, for sure. Our, you know, our struggles and our challenges really help shape us into who we are. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you have a lot of different experiences at school and kind of just in general. Um, some of the examples you gave is you've seen racism, homophobia, and sexism. I'd love to have you talk about a little bit about those because I tend, I'm realizing this now as I'm getting older, is I lived kind of a bit of a sheltered life. I have 
the schools I've gone to have been really nice schools. Neighborhoods I've lived in have been just kind of nicer neighborhoods. So I haven't seen that ever really before. So I'd love to hear kind of your opinions on those kinds of things. Yeah, so I obviously disagree with all those things because I think that everyone should be treated equally, no matter if you disagree or agree with them on things. You should love all people. So I've just seen it like they're not they're not always very obvious. I've just seen it throughout like our world and a few times in school um, if I'm paying attention. So it's hard to see that at time, but I feel like the way to stop those things is to look deeper. So like there was this one kid who would say racist and sexist things. Like he would say something, he said something sexist to me and my friend and he was like, he called us feminazis because we were just we were like we're feminists and we had like feminist stickers on our water bottles and stuff he called us feminazis which is really offensive to be honest and it kind of made us really angry and he said other um things that i can't remember to be honest but it, it was just really hard to be in the same class as him when you're hearing these things because it's hard to stand up to someone when they're not technically directing it at you they're just talking to their friends and saying those things and you don't want to interject yourself because you're technically not supposed to be listening on their conversation but it's always good to try to insert yourself into situations like that so that you can tell them that that's not right and that they need to change their ways and actually that same kid we we he somehow changed like he changed because we my friend emailed his mom and told him that he posted something bad on social media. And then he changed and he apologized for everything he had done. So you can change things if you try, even though we're really young, you can do all that's possible and maybe something will happen because you inserted yourself into that conversation that maybe they didn't like or appreciate, but you ended up doing something good. So that's what I like. You just got to put yourself out there. Yeah, for sure. I think it's important to be, you know, aware of what's happening around us, even if it's not happening directly to us. And if it is, you know, that's even more of a reason to stand up and say something about it. Um, And now I would love to transition to talk about basketball because you really enjoy basketball. Um, Why why basketball? Because there's lots of different sports. Why do you why do you like basketball so much? So when I was young, like in first grade, I was in ballet and I was in ballet for like two or three years and I love ballet and I was pretty good at it if I do say so myself but for some reason I didn't enjoy going to practices like I wouldn't like want to and then I'd get there and I really love it which is kind of weird <laughs> but I ended up stopping ballet because I was like nah maybe I don't want to do it and also it was a lot of money to like buy the leotards and stuff and pay for classes. So we were like, maybe we should find a different sport. So I did soccer and I was, I love soccer. And again, I was, well, actually this time I wasn't good at it, but I probably could have been better. I could have gotten better, but I was always put on like, I was one time I was on an all girls team. Another time I was an all boy on an all boys team, except for me. So then I was like, hmm, 
maybe I don't want to do soccer. So I switched to basketball. And the first basketball team I went on was actually for a church in Arizona. And it was all boys. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to do this again. But I forced myself to do it. And I wasn't that good because I had started basketball pretty late. And a lot of people that start basketball or any sport actually start when they're really young. And I would have done that with ballet. And I probably would have been pretty good by now. But I switched a bunch of times. So by the time I got to basketball, I was pretty old. So I'm not that good at basketball still. But I just really enjoy basketball and like the sound the basketball makes when you dribble it and the sound it makes when it goes through the net and like the happiness you feel when you do score and I just realized as I went through basketball and went through all boys teams (laughs) I was like I really love doing this I might not be good at it but maybe I can be in the future and like it doesn't matter if you're good at it, as long as you enjoy it. So that's kind of how I feel about basketball. Like I just really enjoy doing it and learning about it and learning different moves and trying my best to be the best. (laughs) I might not get there, but you can always try. And maybe I'd be better at soccer than I am at basketball, but I'm doing basketball now. So (laughs) too late. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a good lesson kind of wrapped up in there is this idea that, you know, we should always consistently be trying new things because you never know what you may like or dislike. Yeah, exactly. And do you hope to like achieve anything in basketball? Like, do you want to be on like the high school team or something like that? I am thinking about joining the high school team. I'm kind of nervous though, because you have to try out and like, I'm probably, they'll probably just put me on the bench the whole time because I'm not that good. But I think that if my friend decides to join with me, that I'll do it because like they're not, I don't like, you just got to remember that they're probably not going to judge you because they probably seem worse than you. So you just got to like roll with it and try what you want to do. And don't worry about what other people think of you, which is really hard to do. But like, I just want to join the basketball team so I can learn more because I feel like that's all you can do. All you can do is try your best and learn more. So yeah, to just, you know, strive to be the best that you can be, not the best that someone else can be. Because there's almost in yeah. any sport always, there's always going to be someone that's better than you. So, mm-hmm. you know, just to strive to do what you know that you can do. Yeah. And where are you on your journey to self-discovery? Well, I feel like I know myself pretty well. Like, I have a bubbly personality. I love people most of the time. And I love, I'm pretty creative and I love debating but there are still some things that like I'm curious about like where am I going to be when I graduate college what what like thing do I want to do for the rest of my life like what job am I going to have there's so many questions but you can't answer them yet because you can't time travel so like there's always something more you can discover about yourself as you go on through the years. Even when you're like 80 something, you can still be finding stuff about yourself. So for 13, I think I'm pretty good. Yeah. And so you talked a little bit about when you sent me the information about yourself, 
Uh, you talked a little bit about how you feel like you can be a little too much for people sometimes. Could you maybe talk about that? So when I came to my new school in Air, I mean in Pittsburgh, I was nervous and I was very quiet and reserved, which is not like me at all because I didn't want to be very outgoing in class, like because I was afraid to that I would scare people off. So I was really quiet and I waited for someone to approach me instead of me approaching them, which is not the best way to get friends because other people are also scared because they're probably not outgoing either. So I waited for someone to approach me and then I ended up actually approaching someone else like a few weeks in. And so I became friends with two girls because I approached them and they were both really, really quiet. And I was really, really loud. So whenever we started, like whenever I started coming out of my shell a bit because I was less nervous about scaring them off, I was really loud. And it, whenever I was really loud, it kind of looked, not that they were uncomfortable, like they just weren't responding, I guess, like I was used to my other friends in Arizona doing. So I was like, oh no, what if they don't like, which I don't think is the case. I think that they are just way more quiet than I am, which is not a problem at all because it's good to have different friends from different places and different points of view. So, yeah, I, I guess, like, I, I'm afraid that I'm going to scare other people because I'm really loud and I'm kind of goofy. And I, I have a big personality, but I don't think that's something that I should be afraid of anymore. And I should just be me, which is kind of hard sometimes because you're like what if they judge me for being loud noxious when that's who I am so you can't pretend to be someone who you're not and you just got to be yourself which is a hard lesson to learn yeah for sure because I've struggled with that you know this idea that like I'm afraid to really be just truly outgoing because I as well tend to be yeah. a little louder and sometimes I think a little obnoxious um, and my mom, my mom will be like, quiet down, Maddie, be quiet. And I'm like, ah. so it's, I, I have that fear as well of just, you know, being just really judged for being so loud and outgoing. And I've had quieter friends. I'm like, am I going to scare them off? Like I'm, you know, it's that you're just, yeah. Really and yeah. what impact have your friends and family had on you? So my parents are really understanding and they aren't like judgmental at all and like if I don't do good the best on the test I've ever done they'll be like try harder next time but if they know that I did my best they will just be like they'll like instead of yelling at me they'll console me because I'll be sad but they don't really care as long as I try my best which has really helped me like be less stressed like I was talking about before like I was so scared that I was going to let people down if I got a bad grade but because they, I know that they won't be mad. Like it, it, it helps me be less hard on myself. And my friends are all really understanding and they give really good advice. And like, we kind of went through everything together through middle school. So all the things that we went through were like really good. And we grew along with those things. When someone was being mean to all of us, who was actually a really close friend of ours. We joined together and we got through it together and 
that's probably what got made our friendship the strongest because we all knew that we could help each other and build each other up and say, no, that's not true. You are beautiful. And you know, you don't have a big forehead and no, you're not Jojo Siwa because you wear high tops, like that kind of stuff. And it's really good to know that your friends have your back and that they'll always support you. So that's really helped me as a person grow and um, know that I can rely on them. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's important to be able to rely and to trust on the people that are closest to us. And what is kind of the biggest challenge or the word I used was road bump that you faced when it came to discovering who you are? So I, when we were in sixth grade, me and my two friends, I actually found those two friends and they had another friend who then became my friend. So like all four of us, we were like best buddies. And then as sixth grade went on, one of those people, um, decided that they weren't going to be nice to us I guess and they pretended like they were our best friend and then they kept saying like these things and disguised as a joke like she would say to me you're short and and she would say that all the time like if she said it once it would be a joke but I asked her to stop and she didn't and then another time she called my handwriting chicken scratch which I'm very, I'm actually very proud of my handwriting. And I asked her to stop that too. And she did. And she told me I had a big forehead because I said I had a big forehead because I was being very self-conscious at that time. But like, I realized now that I do not have a big forehead. And I was, then she said that and I was like, ha ha ha. And then I realized that that's not funny anymore. And I wanted her to stop. She said, gosh, it's just a joke. And she called me Jojo Siwa because I wore my favorite high tops to school every day because I was trying to pizzazz up my uniform. And she said mean things to my friends too, bragging about how she got better grades than all of us, which really hurt us. And honestly, it was a really hard time, especially in seventh grade when we had a really big fight and she like ended up leaving our friend group. And I actually felt really guilty about it, even though like I wasn't the one hurting anyone. Like, maybe I could have done some things differently and I apologize if I did something wrong, but, like, I knew I shouldn't have been guilty because I did all that I can. So that was really hard because, like, I thought that I was doing something wrong, but I, but I wasn't. And those, those things that she told me really hurt me and really, like, threw off my um, self-confidence. So I was like kind of less confident about myself and how I looked and how I acted because she said those things that actually really hurt me and my other friends too. So, but then we got past it and in seventh grade, we got past it. And at the end of seventh grade, it was just us three. And we were actually way happier now that it was us three. And we knew that None of us were going to say anything that would hurt each other. And if one of us said something, we could tell the other person that they hurt us and they would stop. And that's a really good feeling. So even though that happened, it helped us become better friends and better people in general. Because we knew we know now that even if she says mean things or other people say mean things to us, it doesn't matter because like it's not true. And even if it is true, it doesn't matter because you're a great person and you should believe that. 
Yeah. And that's a, an important like message to, you know, cause when you go through, when you go through things like that, then you end up not repeating it off the back, um, off the back end of it, you know? So when things yeah. like that happens where someone's like, Oh, it's just a joke. Like if someone tells you to stop, um, cause maybe you are joking around with them, you will stop because you know that you you've been to. through something yeah. like that. So it does make you a better person. Um, which is kind mm-hmm. of the ironic things, which is kind of ironic about, you know, that kind of, that kind of stuff. And how were you able to kind of overcome that and build up your self-confidence again? So my friends, we all, and I keep talking about my friends, but they're just really great people. So we would all tell each other, like, we all knew that each other, we were all like great people and we had to keep telling each other that. And because we knew that she was the one being mean and it wasn't us. We knew that she was wrong because like we all know each other really well and we know that those things aren't true. And we, because we all had that understanding, we could get past what she said and those things that hurt us because like we knew that they were wrong. So those like brain waves, I guess, were like giving us confidence and get they got like our confidence back. Would you say that's what a true friend looks like? You know, someone who's willing to stay by your side um, and listen if you say to stop something and to build your self-confidence back up and to kind of help you through those rough times? Yes, I would definitely say that's a true friend. Like ones that care about you and will stand by you and will love you no matter what you do. Those are those are the those are your true friends and those are the ones you should keep forever. Because like they won't leave your side and that's who you need through life because life is gonna hit you. It's gonna hit you hard sometimes. So you need some friends that you can hold on to while that happens because life is not that kind, like we can see right now. <laughs> yes, life <It's> can <laughs> Yeah. Life can be very twisty and turny and there can be a lot of bumps and it's I I agree that it's important to have the people that you can you know at the end of the day lead on and that they can lean on you you know to help support each other Mm -hmm. and have you struggled with your self-image at all um yes because mostly because of that girl she just told me I was short and those were that's like and I had a big forehead and those things I was like self-conscious about and so, like, I would try to hide it or, like, forget that that existed about me. Um, so, yes, but now I'm kind of over it and I can look in the mirror and think I'm pretty. And, like, I don't need someone to tell me I'm pretty to feel pretty, which is actually, like, really good and uh, is hard for, like, teenage girls because it's kind of expected of us to look a certain way or act a certain way, but you don't need to because everyone's beautiful in their own way. It doesn't matter if you're beautiful by society's standards because you can be beautiful inside and not stereotypically beautiful on the outside. So that's a good thing to learn because like you can look in the mirror and say you're pretty and that's a good thing to learn because if you don't think that you're pretty, it really damages your self-worth and self-appreciation which you need to get through life 
So even if people say mean things about you and say you're not pretty, you have to fully believe that you are so that you can get over things more easily because people are going to tell you that you're not pretty or you're not good enough, but you've got to believe that you are, that you can get through things because people are going to be mean and you can't let them be mean. Yeah. Because the only way that, like, um, that people will hurt you is if you let them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and to have that, you know, kind of outer shell almost to have that thick skin to be where like, I, I know my self-worth and I know I'm worthy and I know I'm beautiful. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I'm not society's, you know, maybe I'm not like society's standard of pretty, but I know I'm beautiful internally and externally. Exactly. And I've had people tell me that positive self-talk, positive self-talk doesn't really work for them. Um, and I honestly think it's probably because they don't believe that. What, what advice would you have for them? So if you, if you say that it doesn't work for you, like, I don't know what other option would, but like, you ought to believe that you are, because if you just say it without meaning, it it doesn't do anything. It's just words and air. You got to make the world words have dimension. You got to make them mean something because if they don't mean something to you, then there's really no point in you saying them or thinking them because you don't actually believe in them. It's like, it's like, um, Santa Claus. Like if you just say Santa, it's just, and you don't believe in him. It's just poof. But if you say Santa and you believe in him, then it's a real thing to you and it exists. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, people just have such deep self-hatred, which is something that's, I think is honestly in a lot of teen girls, they just have such a deep self-hatred that they can tell themselves they're pretty and they're beautiful and they're worth it all day long, but they just don't believe it. Um, And because they don't believe it, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Another thing that's really like, because that's so the reason why that's so hard to like believe what you're saying is because there's all these like pictures of like models and clothes and like all these different magazines and books and everything really describing what someone what a girl should look like when really they can look whatever they want or however they they are because they can't change themselves because that's how they're made and I think everyone's beautiful in their own way. So we shouldn't conform to society's expectations of what we should be because we are who we are and we can't change that. Yeah. Yeah. We are who we are and we can't change it. Yeah. You're completely right. And what advice do you have um, for someone who's kind of, cause you wanted to talk a bit about like style and I would love to hear like, what's your style? So I have just discovered my style and I'm actually really happy about my style and how I found it. So I was just like scrolling through Pinterest and I saw this outfit and I was like, oh my gosh, I love this outfit. So I saved it to my clothes section in my board and then things kept popping up and I was like, oh my gosh, I love all these clothes. And they were all like oldies, 90s clothes, like 
baggy shirts and baggy pants and I really love it so I'm really looking forward to fall when I can buy new clothes so that they're all in my style so I think that finding your style is like important to finding who you are because your style actually describes your personality like my style is like kind of loud and funky I guess (laughs) which is my personality and so I think it's really good to like find your style maybe by looking up clothes on Pinterest and scrolling through the clothes and being like hmm I like this I like this putting them all in a like a board and then picking the ones that really describe you and really speak to you because that's how you're going to find your style and that's how you're going to like another piece of who you are is going to come into place so I think style is really important to who you are and like how you view yourself because if you're comfortable in the clothes you're in you can be comfortable outside of your house and when you go back to school and stuff you can be really confident walking in the front doors of school like a like a boss I guess and like yeah finding that is really good and helps you um, express who you are to other people so people can see that also if you're style is loud and funky like mine you can't be afraid to wear that style and be proud of it because even if people judge you for your clothes being loud and not being like the style that other people are then like you you can just forget that people are going to think like whoa that's really loud like maybe she should tone it down like just like forget them because you're doing what makes you happy and having been someone who's been to a uniform school where you have to wear uniforms, what, what what advice would you give to someone who's at a uniform school who feels like they really want to express themselves through their clothing, but they can't? Yeah, so um, uniforms are really annoying in that way because you want to wear the clothes that you like, but you can't. So one way that would be a good way to do, like, spice your uniform up is by like like getting something for your hair or doing your hair a certain way, like in a certain hairdo or, or getting a, like some um, cute pins for your hair or like a scarf or a ribbon or something and getting some cute bracelets and a cute necklace or earrings, just getting those accessories that will like kind of up your like style because you're just wearing your ugly polo and khaki shorts and so another thing that you can do is you can actually express your personality on your backpack like by buying pins on amazon that you really like because that can show who you are just by pins on your backpack so like that's what i like to do like i have a i have a pencil case that says girl gang on it with the like um a pin on it and like that makes me really happy and I like my personality like loud and feminist and like stuff like that so that's how you can express who you are even though you can't wear certain clothes yeah I love that and I remember you used to always come to school and especially like your bandana kind of headband things like I, yeah. I was like those look so cool I want one of those like <laughs> thank you always so fun looking and kind of wrapping it up here what advice do you have for someone who is really struggling to figure out who they are and feels really lost and isn't exactly sure what their style is? 
So I think that a good way to find who you are is by writing it down or talking to someone about it. Because if you write it down or talk out loud to someone about it, it really like puts it down so you can see like who you are and what you like. Like in a journal, you can write down your interests, like the things that you might want to be and stuff like that to figure out like who you are and what you like to do and your personality. And you can ask your friends too, like, Hey, who do you think, who do you think I am? And then like, if you disagree with them, that's something good because you're realizing that they're wrong. And like that, that's like good because you're telling them what your personality actually is. So it's really helpful to write things down because you can like see it on the paper and you can visualize it so that it's like an actual thing instead of just an idea. And to find your style, like I was saying before, you can like go on Pinterest and like look up things to like figure out what your dream style is and like what your dream outfits are. And yeah, talking to people is really helpful to figure out like what you want to be in the future and what you were in the past and what you are now. And that can like really shape who you are so that you can dress like you are talk like you are, act like you are, instead of pretending to be someone you're not. Yeah, that's some really good advice. Thank you, Zion. And that is all for yeah. today. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Zion. It really means Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it means a lot to me that you could take the time out of your day just to come. And you had some you know, really great points. And I really enjoyed listening to hearing your story and your perspectives and views on things. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. And thank you to everyone that is listening. I hope you all enjoyed today's interview. This is The Flowering Compass, a teen's journey to self-discovery. My name is Maddie Seal, and we'll be back for another interview soon. I hope you all have a magical day.